Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. And we welcome you to another great action-packed edition of Crusader Talk, live on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3, online at supertalkhattiesburg.com, and on demand wherever you get podcasts. Just search for Crusader Talk on your app or service of choice. I'm Caleb Hamill. He's Josh West. And we're always joined by Will Tony running the board for us here in our Hattiesburg studio. Crusader Talk is... A podcast where we get to talk all things William Carey Athletics, whether it's upcoming events, things that have just happened, or things that you need to know regarding William Carey. And there's a lot that you need to know because we are coming on the cusp of a whole big crosswind of seasons coming all together at the same time because we talked to Coach Knight last week about how practice is already kicking into gear for basketball season. Guys, it's going to be here before we know it. October 28th, the starting date for both men and women basketball But that's not all that's going on right now because we've got softball playing fall ball, you know, some scrimmages. They had some more on Sunday. We've got soccer right in the heat of a season. Volleyball also trending up right now. It's a whole lot to be proud of. Also golf active as well. All kinds of athletic competitions going on right now in this time of the year and more to come as we get to the end of October. Josh, it's a whirlwind for all of us right now, just watching Crusader athletics and also just athletics around the state of Mississippi. Oh, it is. This is the time of year where there's something every day, every night. Uh, You mentioned just how well the teams are performing, and so my question was going to be, as we've been scanning through everything today and we've been talking throughout the day, was it essentially a clean sweep in terms of the victory column for, I know, for volleyball, men's and women's soccer, but then you were touching on golf, cross country. Did they have meets last week? Um, because cross country did right. not, but golf did have the Crusader Classic, third place finish for the ladies, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. So upper tier finish there. I believe they actually led in the clubhouse after day one, but ended up finishing third uh, when day two was over on Tuesday. But great showings all the way around and i believe you're right as far as varsity action is concerned a clean sweep for volleyball men's and women's soccer and if you want to count a third place finish a pretty good win if you want to put it that way and already a tournament championship this year for the women's golf team they've already captured a tournament championship correct or was that late spring and i'm getting it you know kind of tripped up into the fall schedule you know, i'm gonna have to go back and look at that one I'll i don't have it as well but, but uh, I know they've been playing well. Oh, yeah. Great play right there. And one thing that I really want to jump into right here, because you, Josh, were on the call for it here recently, but for the volleyball team right now, man, what a swing in the season they have going right now. We touched on it a little bit last week with our podcast, and now looking at what they have to recap in this week. A win at Tougaloo, 3-1 to one, on the road. It's never easy to play on the road, but Tougaloo was a club that they had beaten already. But you pair that with a 3-1 to finish against Faulkner as well, 
And all of a sudden, you look at it, and William Carey is, what, sixth in the standings for the SSAC right now in volleyball. Well, they simplified things. So Coach Shirley was talking about needing to simplify things. When you get a group and you're trying to build that cohesion, and it can be a little too cerebral in the sense of you're thinking too much, it, it freezes your body up. And so it's like, ladies, look, we got to simplify. Go out. Have fun. Let's start having fun again. Well, guess what? You loosen up a little bit. You're having fun within those matches and then you go out and start winning some well then winning's fun and it just feeds off now you can coach a little harder now they're seeing some fruits of their labor and so it's just this it's a snowball effect uh, to use a a very used term in sports Um, but it is and so this is a group now that is buying into the mindset that we're going to be we are better late than we were early we are peaking at the right time and we are going to be a team that you do not want to face in the conference tournament doesn't matter what you've done early what are you doing now this is a William Carey team that is playing as good as some of the top tier teams that they would have could have should have beaten earlier in the campaign so now they sit at four and four in the conference and and even that's an even 500 nine and 14 on the year as an overall record left on the schedule for William Carey I do have Stillman to wrap up the conference play, that's good news for William Carey because Stillman is, as what I last had, is winless on the year 0-14 in 2023. The so, goose egg. So that's that's one that you would like to think you may have in the bag. Otherwise, before that, you have to travel on the road into Georgia to play Life University and Point University before coming back to play Mobile and Stillman. Life, Point, and Mobile are all ranked ahead of William Carey in the standings right now. Point pretty close, though. Only uh, a full win ahead of the Crusaders. They're 9-8 and eight overall. And Mobile just a, a half win above Point University with a 6-3 and three conference record. All Both of those contests where William Carey could definitely be competitive and possibly win, if memory serves right, played a match against Mobile earlier this season. And that one was a 3-2 to two loss in a match where they nearly had it in that third set but uh, fell in three straight sets at the end to lose to the Rams. But nevertheless, good outlook right now for William Carey in the volleyball ranks. So this was a team, again, it goes back to the mental side of the game. They had no business losing that match. But this was a, a team that early on, when things happened to them, they couldn't let it go. Uh, there would be something bad would happen. There would be a bad break or, or maybe there'd be a, a borderline call and it would, it would just wear on them. And so, and then it would, again, to use the term again, it would snowball. And then all of a sudden it's heading the wrong direction. They've been able to clean all of that up and let's not forget all of the injuries. And maybe it was a player out with strep or maybe it was a player out with whatever. All of those players are back now. They're getting their rotations. Uh, and, and this is a team that does not resemble the team of even, say, three weeks ago, the, the team that is playing now. Speaking of players that are uh, healthy and operating well for William Carey right now, Rachel Stegall earns SSAC Volleyball Player of the Week honors as the Attacker of the Week. Uh, she hails from Flowood, Mississippi, played at Hartfield Academy. And it's her first career honor as a Player of the Week, helped William Carey to a 2-0 and week with a total of 33 kills and 20 digs along with four blocks. And so that it's a pretty good record for uh, her and SSAC play. Well, well those are numbers that you couldn't dream of early on in the season because there were so many errors early in the campaign. 
And when you're watching this team on their attack now, they're taking advantage of those opportunities that in large part they're making quick work of some of these opponents. They they had those long, grueling, heartbreaking losses. Now they're going out in these matches where they're favored and they're dominating. They're taking care of business and they're finishing them quickly. And so this is a team that is getting a lot of confidence. I cannot say that enough. Get out and support this team and go watch them now. It, if you went out early, this will not resemble the team you watched early in the season. So 3-1 to one win over Tougaloo on the road on Tuesday last week and then a win at Faulkner University 3-1 to one as well. So the volleyball team on a good streak as it stands right now. Other wins for William Carey, like we mentioned, a clean sweep really for the Crusaders in varsity action as the men's and women's soccer teams uh, both swept as well. Georgia Gwinnett College was an opponent for William Carey's women's team, and that was what we talked about earlier in this month, or in maybe even last month, about what was going to be this latter half of the schedule kind of uh, gut check game, possibly, that would cause William Carey to be like, okay, this is our last really good opponent before we have to jump into the postseason, our last time to really see what we're made of. And William Carey proved that they had what it took and got a 4-1 to victory over Georgia Gwinnett. We'll talk to Coach Owens in our second segment about that one. Otherwise, William Carey also got a win 8-1 to in the women's soccer category at Faulkner on Saturday. Men's team as well getting the win over Faulkner 2 to nothing. So, again, wins all around. William Carey is doing pretty well right now. Elias Salmonen gets a Player of the Week honors as a defender from the SSAC. Well, and you mentioned Salmonen. Those are the unsung players on this team, and he is far from an unsung hero of this team. He has gotten a lot of recognition this year, but there is the glitz and the glamour of the attackers and uh, scoring goals and, and the celebrations that go with it, and everybody wants to be one, but it's the defenders. It's those midfielders, those guys out on an edge that have really made life a whole lot easier in goal in these, we talked about it earlier today, these low-scoring games for the men's team. Then on the other side for the ladies, uh, they've been so dominant. Uh, they have four players right now with at least 13 goals in uh, Azarias and Erbst and Jimenez and then Salmon. And then you've got Torres and Valau. Torres with eight goes, goals. Valau with seven goals. And it's a group this year that has already tallied 96 goals, nearly seven per match. It has been complete domination for this group as they go out and are just steamrolling through opponents. William Carey, women's soccer, currently ranked number one in the NAIA polls. Men's team, meanwhile, ranked number six. They're moving up step by step, and they'll have a big test coming up this week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. William Carey and uh, in the men's and women's categories both top the SSAC standings as it stands right now, but they'll both be put to the test this week. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Coach Danny Owens about this club that is so talented, as Josh just pointed out with a big test this week against Life University, ranked second in the conference. Battle for the top spot on deck at William Carey this week. More to come as Crusader Talk continues. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. 
Welcome back to Crusader Talk here on Super Talk Mississippi, or wherever you get your podcast from. Caleb Hamill, Josh West, and Will Tony with you. Talking a lot of different athletic contests and teams right now. Just got done with a conversation about volleyball. Wrapped up a little bit with soccer as a transition point as we now welcome onto the program yet again Coach Danny Owens for another checkpoint here in the 2023 season. Coach, team is rolling right now with a big win over Georgia Gwinnett and Faulkner over last week. I want to jump into this Georgia Gwinnett game where you won 4-1. to one. And it seemed like your team just really was able to control the ball for a majority of the contest and keep Georgia Gwinnett away from the goal all night long. A four to no, a four to one win. What was that for your team, or what did it mean for your team? No, it was a good win. Uh, we've been playing Georgia Gwinnett for a long time, and you know their coach has won four national championships. So he's a good coach, and we knew he'd have a game plan, and um, so it was. In, you know, important for us to keep the ball, and I think you know, I think some of their game plan was a little bit more defensive, but um, that's kind of how we want to play: is you know, hold possession, limit the other team uh, with opportunities, try to keep possession and and keep the attack on the front foot. So, I was really pleased with the girls. I thought it was a really intense game. It, it definitely first thirty minutes was seemed like it was a back and forth, high energy. From you know, they had nine days off, so I knew they were prepared for. So. I was pleased with the way our girls started and you know got through the half and definitely you know how we finished the game in the second half. Coach Owens, Josh West here, and you know we had a chance to visit after the game and we had a chance to visit with Mary Angela as well. And I want to talk about Mary Angela. She has really her consistency over the last couple of weeks, in particular that three match stretch where she puts eight goals on the sheet and has just been completely dominant. And she's put herself in that category as not only uh, the best player in the league but the best player in the country. Uh, just one of the many leaders on this team just talk about her growth and then just the the wealth of depth that you have at that attacker position yeah mary's been uh definitely growth you know she came to us at 17 years old um played she was starting for us as you know 17 year old her freshman year and it's been fun to watch her grow um she's probably one of the hardest working players that we have in the gym, in the running, you know, she wins the fitness test. Um, so just physically, she's um, she's prepared. She's, you know, she's ready to go 90 minutes. You know, we don't have a problem playing her 90 minutes uh, if, if we need to. So, um, and then I think uh, really for her, just understanding her position and what she can and she can't do, some of the things that we've been asking her to do at the very beginning of the year, I think she's starting to take it on. We've kind of tweaked her position a little bit to try and free her up, um, give her a little bit more space. So, um, yeah, you know, she's she's been phenomenal. Um, you know, like you said, she scored this eight goals in, in three games, and then we go play Faulkner on the weekend, and she didn't get a goal. We had, I think, three other players with two goal games. So um, it was very hard to, to defend going forward. I think we have five girls with double-digit goals right now. So, it's you know, if another team's looking at it, at our lineup, it's kind of pick your poison. Who are you going to stop? Because uh, we've got someone else uh, that can hurt you. 
Well, and you've got a situation where you've got players that can play, you know, facing the sticks, back to the sticks, the way that they can create. You look at, uh, again, like Jimenez and others that can take you off the dribble. But then you've got players like Salmon and Erbst that can really kind of post up at the top of the box and then can turn either way and finish. Uh, Davis is even a player, although a bit undersized, that is so quick she can turn and beat you on one step as well. I mean, it it, it is a nightmare, but it's got to be fun for you scheming it. Yeah, it is fun. And and we try to, you know, some of that is – you know, on Saturday, we had a girl who hadn't played a whole bunch. Uh, Virginia Mesa came in, um, started the second half. It was kind of that they, the other team was sitting real deep defensively. Um, so we let Virginia – we had Julia and, and Virginia as that post-up player. And then um, we kind of bring in Alicia. Zalma Torres has nine goals and 12 assists. She's coming off the bench for us. And, and we changed our formation. So once the team gets comfortable with the two forwards – now we kind of roll into three with with Zalma and uh, Alicia with Julia or Christina as a center forward and and give the other team a different look and that plays to to Alicia's strength and Zalma's strength a little bit um, getting wide and trying to open up the field and use their their pace. So, coach, and looking at this schedule, how it sets up for the remainder of the year. Uh, your club is very close to locking up a first round hosting spot for the SSAC tournament, if not already. I think it just takes you know, a certain team tying or losing or just getting a single win uh, in the remaining games they have on the schedule, and they've locked up one of the top four spots. But, you know, that's that's chump change in what the goals are for this team looking ahead. But the one thing that's in the immediate future for your club is a match against the second-ranked team in the SSAC, and that's Life University. So for your club right now, I know they take it game by game. They're not focused entirely on the distant future. What are they looking ahead to when they play life on Thursday? Yeah, you know, life is their brand new team in our conference. Uh, last year there was, was their first year, and um, we went to their place and beat them, and then we met them in the final um, last year as well. So um, we've kind of had our eye on life all year. We knew they were a good team. They've had two one-goal losses to top 25 opponents, and then – they tied Tennessee Southern, who, uh, you know, were ranked 12 uh, just a week ago. So, um, you know, we know that, that Thursday's a big game for us. I think, you know, the winner of that is puts themselves in a position to, to win the conference. And our goal, you know, our first goal of the season is to win the regular season. So um, we kind of took it easy today in practice. But tomorrow and Wednesday, everything will be about life. And uh, we'll see what we have on Thursday. One of the big things that's going to contribute to the success moving forward is the play in goal, and we have seen you be able to be liberal with how you divvy out the starts with that group. You've got three players that have combined for 18 starts, Goodman Stoddard with seven, Kelm with eight, Azuahe with three. And so is it more of a matchup situation? Is it more of who's the healthiest in that position? What has what can you share with us as the, you know, the thought process of getting minutes to all of these talented players? Yeah, it was really um, – we wanted to give every goalkeeper a, a true opportunity to compete for the position. It was um, – coming into the season, we did – you know, Marlin was our starter last year, but uh, we knew Anita was, a, you know, a top-class goalkeeper. And Hillary, although she's a freshman, she plays with Venezuela national team, so we knew she was good. So 
you know, kind of the goal kind of going through the season was to give every goalkeeper a true look. Uh, gives us a chance. You know, I think they all bring something different. Um, you know, if we're chasing a game, Anita's so good with her feet. You know, she can go long. You know, Marlene has the big save in her. So, um, so it, it hasn't been matchups now. It was just, you know, for us to see everybody's skill set and kind of what they bring to the table. And I think moving forward, uh, we'll find a starter and, and play her through the last, you know, three or four games into conference tournament and, you know, get the team and the goalkeeper and everybody comfortable. So, but, you know, a lot of times when you go through three keepers, it's, um, you know, third choice keeper for us really is a first choice keeper. So we're lucky to have, you know, three really good goalkeepers. And then we have Marie, who's um, another goalkeeper of ours uh, that we're really happy with as well. So we're in a good position goalkeeper-wise. Coach, success in a team like this for William Carey does not happen without key people behind the scenes. Sometimes it's the players that you see on the field that are leaders, but other times it's that coaching staff that we really don't see what they put in except for when the results happen on the field. What is it about this coaching staff and the leaders of your team, uh, that qualities of them that help put together this big William Carey women's soccer program that you have? Yeah, very fortunate. Um, you know, Ryan's been with me uh, for a long time. He's carried through and through, and um, he was just named associate head coach. So um, I, I feel like he and I are, are co-head coaches. You know, ultimately I'll make the you know the decision, but um, he has a lot of influence. He does a lot of the training. If he says something, I'm definitely listening to him because he has such a, a mind for the game and sees the game. And um, But, you know, the other two, we're all on the same page. You know, we're in the office at 6 a.m., and, we each kind of have our own role of what we're doing. I think everybody understands their role. There's no, I don't have to follow up with anybody. Um, so, um, you know, it's it's been a good coaching staff, really fortunate. Uh, you know, Larissa played for me. Um, she wants to be a coach, and we've just brought Sean in to coach our goalkeepers. He wants to be a coach. So having those coaches that want to be a coach, want to learn, uh, you know, they want to win. We kind of have a motto in the office, anything for a win. So anything that needs to be done, you know, we'll put down aside and, and put the program first. And they've really taken that on. And, um, you know, it's just it's fun to watch because everybody just – when we go to practice, everybody has their role. When we're picking up, everybody has a role. Game day, everybody has a role. And we're just on the same page. And um, it's a good unit, good coaching staff that we have. It's a well-oiled machine that you have with William Carey Women's Soccer right now on a tear with a 14-0 start to the 2023 season, 7-0 in conference play, and a big matchup against Life University on Thursday. We hope everybody listening right now will be out there at Danny Owens Field for that contest as well as the Saturday matches for the men and women against Dalton State. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Coach. All right, we will continue the conversation as Crusader Talk rolls along next here on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3. You're tuned in to Crusader Talk. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. 
enjoyed talking to Coach Danny Owens about women's soccer in the last segment of Crusader Talk. If you missed that, it's on demand in podcast form. As soon as we wrap up the show tonight, Will over there is real quick about getting it all cut and put together and put online. Appreciate yeah, I, all that he does for us. I see what you did there. After I forgot to hit submit Shh, last week. I, listen, I'm I'm not one of these passive-aggressive people. I'm trying to build you <laughs> up, my friend. Just back that bus up a little bit more. Oh, no, no. Oh. It got there quickly. We uh, for, the loyal, for the loyal listeners, I was appreciative that they reached out and said, yeah. hey, uh, I, didn't y'all do a show on Monday night? I, I, I'm glad we have those loyal listeners that, that care, um, and, and it's a wonderful thing. The truth is we got caught up talking in the studio after the program, and I simply forgot to hit submit. On we, the podcast, that pesky honestly, that pesky submit button. Well, yeah. we honestly could have a whole another podcast after the podcast of just everything else going on in our lives. <laughs> yes, we could support us on Patreon. We'll get it set up and get you the behind the scenes of Crusader Talk version. Oh boy, <laughs> that, that most of that would probably not be endorsed by William Carey University. Un- unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All good things. I'm Caleb Hamill with Josh West and Will Tony here on Crusader Talk, Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3. So we, we've talked about women's soccer and just looking at the way the schedule plays out for the rest of the year. Life University on Thursday, Dalton State on Saturday, and then wrap it up with Mobile the next Saturday in a rivalry game to close out the regular season on October 21st. It doesn't get much better than this. Three straight home games to finish off the regular season and with all likelihood – a home game to start off SSAC tournament play, which that match should happen either on Thursday, November 2nd, or Saturday, November 4th. Still kind of unsure about what day they would play those on. But the men have actually already mathematically locked up a top-four spot in the SSAC standings because of who's playing in the number what's currently the number four and five spot. They will play each other, and then nobody else can catch up to the 21 points that William Carey currently has in SSAC standing. So men's team guaranteed a spot. Women's team with uh, a win would guarantee a first round hosted at William Carey, and I think with two wins would lock up the number one overall seed, If especially if it's Life University that's one of the wins. So a great setup for William Carey in both women's and men's soccer action. But just to kind of look at the men's team, oh. it, it is a hot <laughs> end to the season. And, folks, we pump sunshine every now and then on this program, but I am telling you right now, these next three games, especially the last two of the regular season for William Carey, hot ticket games that you don't want to miss. You're talking about – Dalton State this Saturday, number two in the nation ranked Dalton State, comes into town. You have a chance to watch them in addition to the women's match that will happen before. Certain things will be on the line for that one. But you're talking about not just SSAC picture. You're talking about the national tournament seeding, opening round hosting possibly on the line in this match that happens Saturday for the men's program. All of that on the line. And then, you know, just to back it up with the following Saturday, Mobile comes into town, and they're no slouch either. If you want to look at the ratings right now for men's soccer, William Carey sits at number six. Mobile sits at number 10. There is not a lot of separation in the national NAIA men's soccer picture 
than these three teams. Dalton well, State, William Carey, and Mobile. And then Life checks in at 25th. That's Correct. right. Yes. Life is at 25th. They've fallen in a little bit. They were at 18 before the last poll was released. But, yeah, all ranked opponents from this point forward. That just speaks to, you know, the quality of this schedule. Uh, Clayton was texting me earlier today. No team in the country in the men's top 25 has more overall wins than William Carey. They have the most wins in the country at 12 in that top 25 poll. So this is a team that is that is tested. They've won 12 in a row. Uh, they also got some players eligible slash healthy, you know, after the first couple of weeks of the season. And they also scheduled tough early. Yeah, that early loss and that early tie, their only loss was playing up into Division Two. So when you look at NAIA matches, they have not lost. So this is a team that could be even a notch or two higher. So, no, it's it's exactly how you draw it up. And I feel really excited, too, for the ladies, going back to the ladies. They spent essentially a month on the road, essentially a month, because you picked up a couple of early matches from me and then I, and knowing that I was going to come in later to carry out the majority of soccer this year with you covering volleyball. I didn't get to see this team in person for a month. They hit the road, played all of those ranked teams, shot up to number one in the polls, and they have absolutely had a death grip on that number one ranking. And so everything is out in front of them. And when you talk to the ladies, they are quick to point to team. Um, Their site is set on one thing. That is a national championship. But yet they don't seem to play with that type of pressure. They seem to very much stay in the moment. They seem to be very relaxed, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they know that that match, any given match, any given moment, doesn't rest solely on their shoulders. Um, There's such a support system, such a depth to this team. If they're not on or something happens, then there's somebody who's going to step right in and pick up the slack. I mean, looking at the games William Carey has already in the win column this year, wins over... This is the current ratings over number 12, University of Tennessee Southern, win over Southeastern out of Florida. They're ranked number 13th. And I believe, do we have win over Kaiser as well? Yes, Kaiser. Kaiser, who is currently ranked number 19th. They were as high as 11th. And then also Georgia Gwinnett, number 22 in the country. Is there a team out of Florida? Uh, not Florida, Missouri Valley. That was the other one, number 23rd ranked Missouri Valley. So wins over those ranked teams already here in 2023. And a majority of those, not in your conference. That just speaks to the tough schedule, like you pointed out, Josh. Some on the road, some at home as well. But there's a lot of great soccer already played so far. Louisiana Christian also receiving votes, by the way. And that was one of the toughest games that we saw at William Carey in the early part of the season, a one nothing victory for William Carey. Well, and it, again, it goes to you got to really thank and be appreciative of this administration that backs this program and the growth of this program to be able to take the show on the road and go to the tournaments. Uh, is Southeastern University ranked in the, in the latest poll? Yes. Southeastern, where are they ranked? I don't South, know if we touched on yeah, Southeastern. Yeah, Southeastern is 13th. Okay, it is 13th. Yeah, okay. one behind UTC. Um, so, but again, being able to go play that tourney, tournament in Foley, uh, to be able to go and, and play 
to go to Kentucky and play uh, top competition uh, and travel around early in the year. Um, and so some of these matches this year, uh, William Carey is going to have to go and return the favor and go on the road next year. But again, a lot of mutual respect um, between these coaching staffs of the programs that you mentioned and to be able to pad these resumes. And no, nobody's backing away from good competition. And then the Carey administration is fully supportive of being able to give them the resources to be able to do the travel necessary to make it happen. So just looking at the women's team, they have Life University Thursday, and as Coach Owens pointed out, a win there pretty much sets you up to be the conference champion. That It's not a guarantee, obviously, because certain things could happen uh, if you lose the remaining two after that point. But you're in what I like to call the catbird seat, You know, driving the bus right there at number one with only two games left on the schedule. And as he pointed out, it's all about these – minor victories along the way to the eventual pie-in-the-sky goal of being national champions. The goals are not you know, infinitesimally small for this team. They are big goals. They expect to be in the national championship game and to play in that final game. Well, because, I mean, again, you know, one player's uh, nicked up, one player's injured, one player's off. You run in a whole different line change, to use a hockey term. You can bring everybody out for, you know, the final 15, 20 minutes of a half and bring a, run another pe- person in. You've got somebody that uh, makes a big save, nicks up a shoulder, busts up a knee. You've got two and three more players to put in goal. The depth of this team. And then let's, let's credit the unselfishness of this group. Um, Mary Angela was talking in the postgame wrap-up this weekend about – just the camaraderie of this group, just how she's never been a part of a better team. Those are the type things that make a group special because there, there are teams out there that can be more talented and not win championships. Uh, but this team, you know, you, you, you just you're, you're hearing things, you're watching things, you're seeing the body language, you see the numbers they're putting up, you see that it's different players every night or every afternoon, and it's in different ways. And then there's three different players that are all getting their shot to see who emerges in goal. And it's not because those players are struggling, but they're all dominant and they're trying to find the, the one you run out of words to say to describe just how much fun this team has been. You know, Josh, I'm just looking at this schedule and how it plays out right here. William Carey men's soccer currently has 21 points as far as the conference standings are concerned. Right behind them is the University of Mobile. If William Carey gets wins over Dalton State and then uh, – or excuse me, Life and then Dalton State, they're sitting with – I believe it's 27. I think it's three points per win. Mobile has still a makeup game to play on their schedule, and I can't remember who it was against off the top of my head. But there is a chance that we are looking at a winner takes first place in the men's standings when Mobile comes to town on the 21st. Uh, that'll be tough, but I think you can handle it. That's going to be fun. No, that's going to be a fun match. You're going to be you and Caleb or excuse me, you and Clayton are going to be on the call for that one on the 21st. And I know you wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, you'll travel 
to go see William Carey in Mobile. You you will travel. You're traveling for that in basketball and, and some of the other sports as well. Those are the matchups that our fans want. That's why it's the last game of the regular season. Um, that's why they scheduled it. That's why the league scheduled it. So it really can't imagine it any other way. Could be as early as the Dalton State match. Could be as late as the Mobile match. That we find out more about what the final rankings will look like for William Carey in the SSAC. In the meantime, women's soccer ranked number one both in the SSAC and NAIA. Men atop the conference standings as well as number six in the country. We will recap that, uh, talk a little bit more about those programs. We'll also look at the calendar, games immediately on the schedule, as well as the sports seasons that are on the horizon about to begin. More Crusader Talk coming up next. Stay with us. Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment with you here on Crusader Talk on this Monday, Tuesday, or whatever day you want to listen to it on demand. Look ahead at the calendar for this week already in progress. Men's golf is at TPC Southwind. What great weather, by the way, that they're going to play in. Now. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. It, it was great. It, just to kind of rehash this weekend, I, it finally felt like fall. And we made we made soup for dinner just to celebrate the cool weather. Josh, <laughs> I had to turn on my seat warmer this morning as I made my way to work. It got that cold in my car overnight. I'm not trying to talk heresy, but I actually kicked on my furnace for a little bit Sunday. Wow. That's We're, that's we saying something. We, are we, we don't little, know how to are we live. we getting a little too excited right now? Uh, is this fall? Oh, I'm sure is it'll this, be 90 by Is this Friday. real fall or is this fake fall? Oh, it's definitely it, fake fall. Fa- false fall, yeah. Okay. You know, you, you hate the weather this weekend is going to be good, but yeah, <laughs> we're, we're probably still in false fall. Yeah. Okay. You do the uh, the weather reports. How many do. Do, you, uh, do you log jam up before you uh, go back and do some more? I record them daily. Okay, so you do do them daily. I do them daily. Okay. Yes. So the, one, not, the ones for tomorrow are already in the system. Gotcha. He feels confident 12 hours out. Uh, it, it's in <laughs> – sometimes. Um, <laughs> depending on what season we're in, especially if we're in tornado season oh, or hurricane yeah. season, there are times that I'll cut them a couple times a day. Uh, sure. Depending on what's happening. But, yeah, it's uh, – it's one of those things where if you're in a season like this where you've got a week where it's all going to be the same, sometimes I don't even produce them every day. <laughs> well, with that, it's been great weather over this past weekend. I had a football game Friday night that just felt absolutely gorgeous. Looked gorgeous, felt gorgeous. Everything looked except- gorgeous for uh, the other team. Yeah, we won't jump into <laughs> that. But. You had a pretty good showing for Tri-County this weekend yeah, as was, well, by the way. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, I was thinking Sanderson Farm. I went back and watched oh, the replay yeah. today. They had a five-player playoff, first playoff on the PGA Tour in six years. 
And uh, there was a 45-foot birdie putt made on the first playoff hole Mm -hmm. to win the Sanderson Farm. I remember when the Sanderson Farm was just nothing. It was played opposite a major. Right. It it, it got no coverage. It was like a tape delay. But now now it's it's live. It's become something huge. $8.2 million purse. The winner won $1.467 million. One million four hundred and sixty-seven thousand five hundred FedEx. Cup I didn't points. realize the purse was that big for that. Eight point two million. So kudos to Sanderson Farms, which is down here in, in our neck of the woods. Absolutely. As we say, they have made that a big time event, and the Jackson Country Club has never looked better. The weather has never been better. There's never been a more exciting finish than it was to have the playoff on eighteen. So I hope that tournament keeps growing, and then I hope that you see some big names struggle just a little bit where they need to come play in Mississippi because you would have loved to have seen a couple of more names it would in the field. Fun. That would have been fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about this tournament, and it's not unique to this one anymore, but it used to be one of the few that had it. Those uh the please be quiet signs instead of, you know, their traditional look, they all say, Hush y'all. Hush y'all. <laughs> I've held I've held one of those signs. Did you? I have been one I've fourteenth out at Annandale back yes. when it was the Viking. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh with that, talking golf, William, yeah, William Carey at TPC Southwind in Memphis for the Memphis Shootout uh, today and tomorrow. Meanwhile, a lot of teams, uh, excuse me, I shouldn't say a lot of teams on the road. A little bit of on the road stuff because volleyball is on the road at Life University. They're playing Friday in Marietta, and then we'll travel shortly over to West Point, Georgia, to play Point University on Saturday. That will be a noon start time there. But the big story for William Carey this week are the matches of soccer at home. And heed these words, folks. These are games for the remainder of the regular season and even postseason because you're going to see some soccer at William Carey. I can just about guarantee it. Uh, You will for men's in the SSAC. But nevertheless, Life University, 5 o'clock women's game start time, and men will play at 7.30 or approximately 30 minutes after the conclusion of the women's contest. That's Thursday, October 12th this week. Don't miss that. And then also this weekend against Dalton State on Saturday, women will start us off at 1.30 p.m., and the men will follow at 4. If you're thinking about, oh, well, what's the weather going to be like? Well, one, it's unpredictable, but what we have right now in the forecast for Thursday, going to be a high of 78, low of 64. Can't argue much with that for an evening contest. Uh, possibly some intermittent showers predicted for later that evening, but hopefully they will subside until the games are concluded. And then on Saturday, wide open sunshine, high of 79, comfortable day to be out there at Danny Owens Field. Hope that you will join the Crusaders there. Seder of the week, Josh, tough one for us this week. I, It's hard to not give it up to Jimenez. For a second time, that, that this was season. my thought. Yeah, that was my thought. Great week for her. Other things on the calendar to look forward to: men's basketball and women's basketball. Just 19 days away from beginning their seasons. Baseball, 116 days away. Softball, 121 days. Won a handful of their exhibition games against Jones this weekend. And beach volleyball, 128 days. We've added them to the calendar. Women's golf did win the Firehawk Invitational. So they, they already have a tournament championship in their hip pocket. That was at Canebrake Country Club uh, at the Firehawk Invitational at UT Southern. They are pre- different Canebrake. preseason ranked sixth in the country, women's golf at Cary. May have to have a longer conversation about them next time we come back around. 
We will be recapping Dalton State and Life University, those soccer matches, next time we hear from you all. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Satyrs. Talk Mississippi Media Production.